Fight Companion was amazing. Joe Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe, Joey Diaz, three of my favorite people. Tony Hinchcliffe has the Kill Tony podcast, where basically they do stand-up, and they've been sticking through it this quarantine. It's live on Mondays. And then Joey Diaz has the Church of What's Happening Now. New episodes on Monday and Wednesday. It's podcast with him and Lee Syatt and a lot of great guests. He's by far my favorite comedian, Joey Diaz. Absolutely hilarious. Definitely go check out The Fight Companion. This is going to be a little episode. We do these sometimes on uh, little just five-minute rants on things like this because it's such a powerful fight companion. You know, it's crazy to see the numbers, how Joe Rogan has grown because woke up this morning and saw that it's at a million views. And not a lot of news channels are getting this. And Joe Rogan allows people on his podcast, amazing thing, to be whoever the fuck they want to be. You know, Tony Hinchcliffe and Joey Diaz aren't talking in news anchor voices. They're not acting like radio people where it's like, hey, good morning. They're themselves. You know, Joey Diaz is an animal. He is absolutely hilarious. And they allow them free free range of motion in their creative, basically in their creative um, endeavors. And... Both of these people have great podcasts. Tony Hinchcliffe, again, the uh, Kill Tony podcast, which is basically stand-ups. Highly recommend you go pick that, check that out if you like stand-up comedy. And uh, it's him and Brian Redband, and they have a band, and then they have basically different comedians come on. And then, um, again, Joey Diaz has that church of what's happened now. Absolutely hilarious. But one of the interesting things with this fight companion, and I apologize if I was going quick in the beginning, you know, some people's attention span is very short. So I learned that it, talking about something like this, whereas a lot of the things we talk about here at the Modern Academy are intellectual things, things like books that are kind of boring. You know, people that tune in for this type of stuff where it's great podcasts. You know, I don't really watch that much TV. I don't really watch that much news. So things like this I love. You know, things in YouTube Joe Rogan puts out, big fan of. And uh, this fight companion was hilarious. Even though the normal guests, um, Eddie Bravo... Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen were not there. These were two great replacements. And, I, and Joey Diaz especially is my favorite, but Tony's great as well. And uh, basically, Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub have coronavirus. And they did this uh, show in Austin, the stand-up com- comedy show. And uh, they, they had an issue because they both contracted the virus. And it's pretty interesting to see because they, you know, Brendan was able to recover pretty quickly, but Brian, it was uh, not, he still feels pretty shitty. And uh, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I'm a big fan of both of these. I watched the fighter and the kid, but it, it stinks. You know, they were talking a lot of shit about coronavirus, kind of that it was a hoax, all this different stuff. And, uh, and, you know, people shouldn't wear masks. And then this happens. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure why Eddie Bravo wasn't on, but, um, it's an interesting change of pace. You know, I really like Joey Diaz and I really like uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. And they talked a lot about uh, different things. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of martial arts, but I do not necessarily watch the UFC that much. So this is a fight companion. Basically, what they do is they follow along live with the fights and uh, they kind of commentate. You know, Joe Rogan is basically the biggest commentator in UFC history, I think. And, uh, and he kind of does the commentating on this. Joey Diaz kind of rants and Tony, uh, Joey Diaz is rants the best. Like if if you just skip to those, like if you're on YouTube, use the uh, skip button and go to where Joey is talking and then just listen to him rant because it is hilarious, hilarious. Like in the beginning, he has one about Rambo and then in the kind of middle of the podcast, he goes into one about, uh, 
people wear masks in comedy clubs, like what they need to do, like one person. Just the way Joey talks, the amount of passion, the amount of energy he has, because he's Cuban, you know, he he goes hard in the paint, and it's absolutely hilarious. So you got to check that out. And uh, Tony's great, too. You know, he kind of adds this, uh, you know, kind of in between. Joe's a good moderator, but Tony and Joey are actually kind of good back and forth because Tony's so calm, cool, and collected, while very witty. And, uh, and it's, it's just a great combination. So I do feel bad about Brendan, Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub, but, um, it was a really good fight companion either way. You know, I was watching last night live, got up to a hundred thousand, um, viewers live, which is pretty rare. You know, it's pretty insane. And, uh, it's very interesting because UFC is really the only good sport that's on currently. So people are tuning into that. And uh, I really, I've always respected what Joe's done, you know, especially with like the intellectual dark web with like Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. That's the stuff that really got me into it. Big fan of Jordan Peterson, big fan of Sam Harris, big fan of both the Weinstein brothers. Anyways, go check out Fight Companions. Sorry if this is fast paced, but we just hit season five yesterday of the Modern Academy. We did a season four review talking about, you know, the past of the Modern Academy and the future. Basically, what we do here is three episodes a day, one five, one ten, and one fifteen minute episode. Variation is the key to evolution. So what we do in each of these episodes is talk about completely different things. We don't just stick to one topic. For example, um, we talk about a lot of different books, a lot of different condensing lessons, talking about taking lessons, extracting them and synthesizing them down and passing them along to you. So some of the books we've talked about in the past little bit have been How the Mind Works, The Language Instinct, Blue Ocean Strategy, Good to Great, Think Like a Freak, The Selfish Gene, Blink, Tipping Point, Factfulness, 4-Hour Work Week, Give and Take, um, The Snowball, Titan, Millionaire Mind, and The Better Angels of Our Nature. All fascinating books, all books that we've done um, episodes on. Basically, taking something that would take you a very long time to read, and, and I personally read a book a day. So, you know, I, I dedicate a lot of time to it. I run my own business. So, in my free time, I really don't watch the news or watch TV. I read books. And basically, what I do here at the Modern Academy is synthesize those lessons down and provide them to you. So, Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a view and subscribe and follow along here at the Modern Academy. Until next time. The Four by Scott Galloway actually analyzes the basically DNA of these top four companies. He refers to them as the four horsemen, that being Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. Now, these companies in a lot of our lives have just kind of subconsciously entered, you know, kind of like that person in the friend group that just kind of enters the circle as you're talking. And these have integrated in with our lives and a lot of people have become reliant on them. You know, when you need a question answered, well, do you ask, uh, you know, do you ask the person next to you or do you just go to Google? You know, if, if you need uh, to know what a definition of a word is, do you go to a dictionary or do you go to Google? Well, Google, because they've, cr- they've basically replaced that convenience that these other things had. They, they've made things faster. They've made answers faster. And whether or not those answers are actually true or not, well, most of us don't know that because most of us see Google as this kind of authority. And that's just one example of these four companies that Scott Galloway basically goes into and analyzes the DNA of.
And it's fascinating to understand these companies because in this book, he's kind of predicting this thing that he calls the fifth horseman. And he lays out that this fifth horseman will become the first trillion dollar company. Now, with the first trillion dollar company comes a lot of other things. You know, it comes much more automation, comes an increase in productivity. And, And how do you increase productivity? Well, lower costs. How do you lower costs? Not having to hire workers. How do you not have to hire workers? Automation, machine learning, AI. What does that mean? Pay cut, as Joey Diaz, Diaz says. You know, and uh, he says COVID-19, what people don't get is that means pay cut. Pay cut. Go watch The Church What's Happening Now with Joey Diaz. Hilarious, hilarious comic. Was on uh, Joe Rogan's Last Fight Companion. There's my little bit of... Uh, ADHD for those people that have ADHD out there. I I kind of try and, in some of these episodes, make them more uh, attention capturing by adding some ADHD type things where you bounce around to many different things. Usually our conversations are very streamlined. You know, we talk about very uh, intellectual things like books, um, different intellectuals who speak like Jordan Peterson. Uh, I consider Joe Rogan an intellectual, uh, Sam Harris, and some of these other guys. And it's it really helps to dive into these different concepts because when you when you can understand these different concepts and modulate between focused work and then comedy like ADHD type comedy um it it, it can be very beneficial so now we will resume to the what some people would call boring what i call um meaningful content so the four by Scott Galloway, the hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, and Facebook. We use that Google example just to lay the framework, but really Google, he calls the higher power or the God replacer. Basically people instantly go to when they need answers. And basically the four horsemen are nearly in, um, inexplicable, in, in, uh, sorry, I can't pronounce that. I, I take notes on these books. I hope you're sticking in there. Sorry about this. So in modern times, they seek to satisfy uh, human needs. I think they're indispensable is what I what I took notes on. But um, sorry about that. Basically, you know, these four horsemen are companies that have invaded our lives kind of subconsciously without us really fully understanding the complexity of the technology. And uh, for example, like Facebook, they track all your data and people don't really understand this. And uh you know, they seek to provide, Facebook seeks to provide a love and connection that we used to get from uh, home or our friends. And then Apple is basically, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with this comparison, but it's kind of like this company that's a sex appeal. It's the temple of consumption. Consumer goods, or sorry, um, it's, it's not necessarily superior devices, but the competitors are undeniably sexier. So it's basically a sexier product than the competitors, and that's why they charge the premium price. Apple has kind of mastered the luxury brand, um, if you will. And then we have Amazon, the temple of consumption. Consumer goods at your doorstep with the click of a button. Basically, these four horsemen are God, love, sex, and consumption. God being Google, love being Facebook, sex being Apple, consumption being Amazon. And this is fascinating, you know, how he kind of... uh, lays this out, how he explains this, um, but yeah, so, uh, the companies have provided thousands of jobs and made life for, 
life easier, but it's, it is what goes on behind the scenes that is troubling. Also, sorry if this is a little, uh, off track podcast. I do full admittance. I took some, uh, I've made this THC tincture stuff, kind of like this, uh, you know, edibles, obviously marijuana, weed. Um, but I it made a tincture because I really like watched what I put on my diet and it kicked in kind of as I was starting this podcast. <laughs> so this might be a little off track, but, uh, anyways, so now we'll move into, uh, uh, these four companies in more detail. So Amazon refuses to pay sales tax um, and mistreats employees. These are basically the fallacies of these companies, the issues here. So Amazon refuses to pay sales tax and uh, mistreats um, employees. Facebook collects the most personal data of ours and sells it without a lot of people understanding. And then uh, Apple refuses to follow court orders to provide information to federal agents. Google relentlessly lobbies against the regulation of its uh, anti-competitive practices. So Amazon, in 2016, 64% of Amazon Prime, uh, 64% of households have Amazon Prime. (laughs) Sorry again if this is a little off track, I... This edible is pretty strong. So it appeals to our instincts, the desire to gather. They have undersold traditional retailers. Uh, they've undersold traditional retailers and uh, businesses. Is almost everyday consumption uh, industry. Sorry, these notes are not that good on this book. So Apple appears appeals to our desire to be special as a luxury brand. They uh, basically make their own rules, which is interesting. And these are kind of like these three rules for luxury brands. So iconic founders, uh, artisanship, yet simplistic design. You can think of the iPhones kind of like simplistic design. Same with the MacBooks, minimalist design, and then premium prices. Facebook uh, appeals to our need for social relations, makes money by collecting users' personal data and selling it to advertisers. You know what I just thought about? I need to... I was... Most of my Modern Academy episodes, I, uh... <laughs> the titles for, you know, like, business. I'm pretty, like, a straightforward person. I just kind of, like, make the titles from whatever I want them to be. And, uh... I just thought about this. You know, I should make this, basically, you know, Explaining the Four by Scott Galloway on edibles or something like that. Sorry if this is cringy, but I'm sharing with you my thoughts because this edible is very strong. And, uh, yeah, go check out Joey Diaz. He had, uh, this funny ass comic on this morning, this woman, and, uh, I feel bad, you know, they've, they're comedians and, uh, you know, they've lived their whole life as comics. You know, Joey says he's kind of been robbed of that, you know, maybe I'll do a separate episode on this. Again, go check out the church what's happening now. One of my favorite, I don't, I don't really watch TV. I don't really like Netflix that much, but the podcast, man, the podcasts are real. It's people's real lives. That's what I like uh, listening to, you know, comedy, Theo Vaughn, Brennan Shaw, Brian Callen, Joe Rogan, all these guys, they bring hope. They bring, you know, happiness. And that's what I love. So Back to the four by Scott Galloway. So, we talked about those three um, three factors of a luxury brand. Do you remember them? Hmm? Do you remember them? Well, if you don't, they were iconic founder, premium prices, artisanship, yet simplistic design. 
Now let's move on to Facebook. We covered Amazon, we covered Apple, and uh, Facebook. So this appeals to our need for social relations, makes money by collecting users' personal data and selling it to advertisers. So, okay, this is, I think this is the issue. This is why this podcast is so choppy and not very, it's like my worst ever book uh, review is because I, the edible did kick in like as I started this and uh, it's, it's kind of challenging. And basically I take notes on these books. You know, I read these books, I extract the lessons and usually I tie the notes together, but I didn't really review the notes before I went into this. So it's a little bit choppy, but uh, from here on out, I'll try and do a little bit better of a job. So basically the reason I'm going into all these companies, the whole thesis of this book is they've, you know, kind of gotten into our lives and we rely on them. It's kind of like crutches. You know, it's, it's kind of like where we have this crutch called, you know, our, our lives are sp- split between the physical world and the digital world. And, uh, you know, before this time, we were, our brains have only evolved to be in the physical world, you know, just to live amongst and know a certain amount of people. But now with the Internet, it's abundant. You have access to everything going on in the world at any time. You have access to all the news, all the information. It's the ultimate information overload and learned helplessness is at an all time high because of it. Um, it's just a very th- interesting thing to analyze, you know. A lot of people live these lives of quiet desperation. What's called resignation is confirmed desperation. And it's, it's, you can see this in, in so many people's lives, so many people's way of, uh, way of kind of orienting themselves in the world, as Jordan Peterson says. And it's important to understand these companies and go, okay, how did they come about? And that's really what this book, The Four, The Hidden DNA of These Companies by Scott Galloway is about. You know, Google appears... To appeals to our need for an algorithm ever present um trustworthy being so and sorry an all-knowing ever-present trustworthy being a god every search and click sketches our identities for google to better understand what we want this makes it a very attractive for advertisers so he kind of lays out this thing called the t algorithm basically for to make this this next a trillion dollar company and it's basically consists of eight factors the first trillion dollar company will need to possess. So the T algorithm by Scott Galloway is something that's very interesting. And this is basically these eight different factors that um, could create this first trillion dollar company. And this is differentiation, number one, basically standing, standout superior product, two, visionary capital, innovative vision to attract investors, three, global reach, digital omnipresence, four, likability, positive public image, five, vertical vertical integration, basically control stages in production and distribution, six, artificial intelligence, data expert and algorithms. That's That one's very important because all of these companies use AI. Facebook's out, basically anything that's an algorithm is an AI. So it's, it's that's machine learning, you know, it learns as it's going. Um, so Facebook uses an algorithm for the feed, for example. Um, Amazon uses an algorithm, and they use AI for the packaging. Google uses an AI for the algorithm, and uh, Apple also uses a lot of AI. So uh, then you have Accelerant. Basically, it needs to be seen as a place that would accelerate a career. So appeal to people entering the job markets, you know, millennials and now Generation Z, which I'm in. And then geography. The four horsemen are all located near universities to recruit top talent. So 
Now he talks about the uh, the fifth horseman candidate, and this is something that's very interesting. You know, Alibaba, Uber, Microsoft, Tesla, and Walmart are all um, all candidates for this. And uh, basically, the synthesized lesson I learned was the four horsemen: Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook have achieved success never before seen in history by appealing to our deep human desires and doing this at scale. So this is very interesting. Let me go over that again. The four horsemen basically have achieved success never before seen in history by appealing to our deep human desires and and really kind of plugging in. You know, you you can see this as... Uh, I always like to think this as... Uh, so like kind of the bait and switch type thing. So, you know, in Indiana Jones that where he has the boulder rolled down on him, he, uh, he goes into this temple and there's basically this like skull. I think it's like a crystal skull on this uh, platform and he snags it and puts like he like baits and switches it so he pulls it off and then replaces it really quick with something that weighs the the same thing at least he thinks to kind of like steal it in this in this temple and he puts the other thing there and he pulls the skull and uh it's like this bait and switch thing and then this boulder starts coming down on him and he's like running he's running he's running and it's kind of this interesting thing where like you know, we have these human desires, like we have a need for love and connection, we have a need for instant answers. And these companies have just kind of done this bait and switch, like an Indiana Jones, where he like replaces it. And, uh, and it's kind of without us knowing, that's what I kind of mean by unconsciously knowing, you know, we talked about, uh, yeah, so uh, a fifth horseman might arise and become the first trillion dollar company, the T algorithm provides insight uh, on the key com- components of reaching this feat. So let me be honest with you. If you've made it this far into this podcast, that blows my mind. And, uh, you know, if you've done that, you're a true fan. You know, here at the Modern Academy, started this podcast uh, late 2019 and started it at 21 years old. Uh, at this point in my life, you know, I, I've ran an online business for, let's see, officially like two years. But, um,. I started doing online business and just kind of understanding this digital world in high school, you know, my sophomore year, you know, growing up in Iowa, I, I, uh, mowed lawns growing up, did yard work. And then I moved into, uh, doing concrete construction and concrete construction kicked my ass. And it basically made me, uh, kind of instilled this idea of, well, if I can do this, you know, in the summers of sophomore year in high school, anything else is easy. And online business is like the epitome of that. You know, it's really just a game with yourself. So it's not, it's not like concrete where it's like a a physical game. Um, you know, this is a mental game and a lot of online business is that way. It's a mental game. And it basically instilled in me this idea that if if you put the work in, you're going to get the result. And, you know, in these podcasts, I've done almost 500 now. We did uh, all of, we've basically done 100 episodes a season. The podcasts have ranged between 5, 10, and 15 minute episodes. We've done some longer ones. And, uh, you know, it's just really me kind of going through the things that I've learned at this time. And I've, I've been sharing that here at the Modern Academy. And again, I really doubt anyone has made it this far into the episode because I've been stoned to the gills. And it was really, really off track and probably didn't make any sense half of it. But, uh, you know, this is one of those books that's interesting. I'll probably go over this again. I see books as something that it's 
like I kind of would want to, it's, it's an ongoing process. It's like you never stop learning from them. So any of these books are just assets. I see them kind of as compounding interests. You know, like for example, if you buy one share of a company in the stock market the, and you plan to hold it your whole life, well, you'll probably end up buying more shares of it. You know, I, I plan to return to these books, come back to the four by Scott Galloway in 20 years, you know, when, when the world is so much different. Look at this exponential change in the world already, you know, with the rise of these technologies. So thank you very much for listening. You know, if you've made it this far, again, that blows my mind. Um, I really appreciate everyone listening, everyone sticking in there. This, is, this was recorded on July 13th of 2020, and it's kind of the, the coronavirus has now been almost five months. People are going a little crazy. I was going a little, little bit stir-crazy. My sister leaves for a trip today. But anyways, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and subscribe, and until next time.